Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. designed to help you fall asleep. On Snoozecast, we read excerpts from public domain works and occasionally original stories. We'd like to thank our listeners. If you enjoy our show, please review us on Apple Podcasts and also share it with a friend. This episode is brought to you by A Fair Price. Tonight, we'll be reading Bartleby the Scrivener, A Story of Wall Street, a short story by Herman Melville first serialized anonymously in two parts in 1853. In the story, a Wall Street lawyer hires a new clerk who, after an initial bout of hard work, refuses to do any task required of him. Though no great success at the time of publication, Bartleby the Scrivener is now among the most noted of American short stories and considered a precursor of absurdist literature. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. Bartleby the Scribner, A Story of Wall Street by Herman Melville. I am a rather elderly guy. The nature of my avocations for the closing 30 years has delivered me into extra-than-regular contact with what might appear an exciting and somewhat singular set of guys, of whom as yet nothing that I know of has ever been written. I imply the regulation copyists, or Scriveners. I actually have acknowledged very many of them, professionally and privately, and if I thrilled, ought to relate divers' histories at which excellent-natured gents may smile and sentimental souls would possibly weep. 
but I waive the biographies of all other Scriveners for a few passages within the lifestyles of Bartleby, who became a Scrivener of the strangest I ever noticed or heard of. While of other regulation copyists I might write the complete lifestyles, of Bartleby nothing of that kind can be executed. I accept as true with that no substances exist for a full and fine biography of this guy. It is an irreparable loss to literature. Bartleby was one of those beings of whom not anything is ascertainable, besides from the authentic sources, and in his case the ones are very small. What my personal astonished eyes noticed of Bartleby, that is all I understand of him. Besides, indeed, one vague file so as to seem in the sequel. Ere introducing the Scrivener, as he first regarded to me, it's Miles Match I make a few mention of myself, my personnel, my enterprise, my chambers, and popular environment, due to the fact some such description is indispensable to an adequate knowledge of the chief individual about to be supplied. Imprimis, I am a person who, from his teens upwards, has been full of a profound conviction that the easiest way of existence is the fine. Hence, although I belong to a profession proverbially energetic and nervous, even to turbulence, at times, yet not anything of that kind have I ever suffered to invade my peace. I am one of those unambitious lawyers who never addresses a jury or in any manner attracts down public applause, but in the cool tranquility of a comfortable retreat do a comfortable commercial enterprise among wealthy guises, bonds, and mortgages, and identify deeds. All who recognize me don't forget me an eminently safe guy. The overdue John Jacob Astor, a personage little given to poetic enthusiasm, had no hesitation in pronouncing my first grand point to be prudence, my next technique. I do not communicate it in arrogance, but definitely record the fact that I turned into no longer unemployed in my career via the past due John Jacob Astor, a call which, I admit, I like to repeat, for it hath a rounded and orbicular sound to it, and jewelry like unto bullion. I will freely upload that I become no longer insensible to the late John Jacob Astor's accurate opinion. Some time previous to the duration at which this little record starts, my avocations had been in large part expanded. The accurate antique workplace, now extinct inside the state of New York, of a master in chancery had been conferred upon me. It became no longer a very onerous workplace, but very pleasantly remunerative. I seldom lose my mood. Lots extra seldom take pleasure in dangerous indignation at